because no matter what the enemy sends my way, God is on my side and he is fighting for me. And I am so thankful for the blood of the lamb. I am so thankful that he has been so good to me. I am so thankful that I have the Holy Ghost and that I can stand and I can say I'm an overcomer because he, by his blood, by his power and by his stripes, we are overcomers. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to receive the... Um, um, offering this morning, but before we do that, I just want to honor our moms. If you are um, a mother, I want you to please stand. Please stand for us. Yes. Give our moms a hand, everybody. Oh my goodness. We love you so much. Um, the praise team's going to help. If you are going to stay for the 11 o'clock service, um, you can have a seat because we will honor you you all in that service. But if you are only here for our 930 service, let's give our 930 service moments hand a hand. Oh, we love you guys so much. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for coming. And if at this time, if you don't mind, we want to bless you with, um, we're going to give you a gift bag, a little gift bag Sister Angie has. And we're also going to give you crumble cookies. If, no, if you've not had crumble cookies, please let me tell you they are awesome. <laughs> so if you guys can just come down and receive your gift, all of our 930 moms. And yes, Mirable, that is you too. Huh? <laughs> what did I do? We love our mothers so, so, so much. Oh, we love you guys so much. Thank you for being a part of life. And thank you for being here. And thank you for all you do for your babies. What a blessing. We love you all so much. Please enjoy those cookies and enjoy that Calvin take me away because on some days, Lord knows, we need to just be taken away. <laughs> so thank you, moms. We love you so much. Remember, our 11 o'clock moms, we will get you in our 11 o'clock service. Do not worry. We have plenty of gifts to go around. We love you all so, so very much. Yes. A little sugar in the morning never hurt. <laughs> I love it. Okay. At this time, we're going to, um, if you guys can stand, we're going to um, receive our tithe and offering so we can bless the house of the Lord. God has been good to us, and we want to give that back to Him. I'm going to pray. Lord, I thank you, oh God. I thank you for this house. I thank you for these people, God. Lord, I thank you for every blessing that you've given us, God. Lord, I pray that as we give that back to you, Lord, that you'll use it for your honor, for your glory, to build your kingdom, God. Lord, I pray that you will just bless the hands that give, oh God. I pray, Lord, that you will abundantly multiply them, oh God, in their finances and in their family and in their children, God. Lord, I pray, oh God, that you do this and that you just continue to bless this church and the givers, God, I pray you do it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Sister Janice. How many need help from the Lord this morning? Or know of someone who is standing in the need of prayer? Lest we forget, God said that he could never leave us nor forsake us. He loves you and is concerned about you. Hallelujah. That's what she said. Thank you, Jesus. Just want you to hold on because help is on the way. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Maybe we are.
I'm leaning on the Lord's side. I lean, I lean. All right, give yourself a hand. Thank you. Old kids camp song. Praise God. One in three said, Blessed is he that readeth and hear the words of this prophecy and keep the things that are written therein for the time is at hand. Some of the things we talked about last week were that there is a blessing that comes from us reading the Word of God right here, reading Revelations, the book of Revelations, hearing the book of Revelations, and what else? What else? Keeping the things that are written therein, right? And then for the time is at hand. And, and we discussed how close everybody, that this just doesn't mean that Jesus is coming back soon, but it also means that in our, uh, in our life, we don't have as much time sometimes as we think. And if we're going to be about our Father's business, if we're going to do what His will is and what His plan is, we've got to get after it. We've got to get after it. The time is at hand. The world's changed. Amen. Things have changed. And we've got to do what God has called us to do. The time is at hand. And uh, it, with that, with the time being at hand, the enemy of your life wants to do nothing more than prevent you from doing what God wants you to do in your life. The enemy wants you to procrastinate. He wants you to hold back. He wants you to say, I'll, I'll do this when I get a little older. I'll commit to God when I'm in my 40s or when I'm in my 50s or if you're in your 50s, when I'm in my 60s, I'll serve God then. But there's a draw of God upon your life. There, there is a reach that God has for you. And God wants you to surrender now. Today is the day of salvation. Right now is the acceptable time. Why? Because you are going to impact the enemy. You're going to imp That's why he keeps wanting you to procrastinate. And why he wants you to keep waiting and pushing things off. Because you are, you are a danger to the enemy. You are a danger to the enemy. Amen. First five, and, and I think we closed with this last week. And from Jesus Christ, who is faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. I've never recognized blood washing until I read this last week. Like, I've always said I've been redeemed by the blood. I've been cleansed by the blood. But this scripture just talks about blood washing. And it just dug into my spirit that that's what God has done for us. And all of our mistakes, all of our sins, everything that we did, that we committed, our trespasses, all these things that we think we should be unforgiven for, God has washed us in His blood. He has washed you in His blood. And now, you don't have to hold back because you used to be this, this, or this. Because the blood has washed this, this, and this away into a sea of forgetfulness. Praise God. Praise God. And verse 6, And hath made us kings and priests unto God and His Father, to Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. 
God has not just washed you in his blood. He's not just, when you've been born again of water and spirit, he has not just washed you in his blood. You are not just cleansed. You are not just called and chosen. You are not just forgiven. But something else happens. Something else begins. And, and, and it's really the entire reason why the enemy, the devil, so to speak, has tried to hinder you, tried to get you to procrastinate, tried to get you to not do God's plan and not do God's will. It's because he understands this right here, but he doesn't want you understanding it. Because when you understand it, you'll become dangerous to him. And, and it's this small verse right here that's easy to read over. And hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. You don't realize it sometimes. We don't feel like it in our earthly bodies. And we don't recognize it in the, this life that we live that's full of worldliness and carnality and sins. But you have, when you have been washed in the blood, you've been born again of water and spirit. You have to realize he is saying here, you are also a king and a priest. You are a king. That, that's more than what, you're not just going to be satisfied. I'm blood washed. If I can just skate into heaven, if I can just slip by the, the angels and just barely make it in, everything's all right. He doesn't say that. He says that you are called for another reason. He has made you kings and priests unto God. What's that mean? Kings in relationship to man. And priest in relationship to God. He's made you kings and priests to God. So when the enemy tells you, I don't know if he talked, if, if you've heard from him, but has the enemy ever told you that you're not going to amount to anything? That you don't matter? That you're insignificant? Nobody's ever been told that? And, and Three of us, okay, and, and, and that, that you aren't worthy. Has anybody ever told you you aren't worthy? Uh, four or five of us. And has the enemy ever told you that, hey, well, how about this? You got plenty of time. You can do it later. You're young. Why don't you wait another decade or so because you've got all the, you need to experience these things. Enemy ever told you that? Okay, so he, he, he's talked to all of us in some way. Uh, but what we don't realize is he's telling us that for a reason. He's telling us that because he's a liar. And the father of lies. Now, has anybody ever known a liar? I mean, you, you've known some. We had this guy when I was working as a paramedic. I was young, in my young 20s. I didn't know any better. I'd work with this guy. We'll call him, uh, we'll call him Joe. Joe. All right, Joe. We'll call him Joe. Thank you, because I, I don't want to accidentally say his name. Uh, Joe. Joe was this cool guy. I worked with him uh, on an ambulance, and, and, you know, he was older than me and very, a lot more experienced. But 
Joe would always tell us these stories and they sounded good. And he'd have you eating out of his hand. Man, he'd talk about what was going to happen with EMS and how he was going to move up here and do this. And he just had a, this big story. Man, it'd keep getting bigger and bigger every shift I'd go in and work. And Joe, Joe would talk about, well, uh, we're going to do this and we're going we're, we're gonna to go here. We're going to have this station here and all these things that were going to happen. And, 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 man, I was digging into it. I was 21. I was a young paramedic. And, and I was like, and so I was working with somebody else. And I told them, I was like, man, we're going to do this. And this is happening. We're going to get these new ambulances and this new station. And then these, there's going to be all these ranks and everything. And, and he was like, who told you that? <laughs> and I said, Joe told me that. And uh, he said, Tommy. Let me tell you something about Joe. He's like, I want to tell you, you watch for that. I'm going to tell you when Joe's lying. I was like, how am I going to know Joe's lying? He's like, I want you to watch his face real close. And, and, and he's going to make this movement when he's lying every time. I was like, okay. He said, when his mouth is moving, Joe's lying. Just know that. Just know that. It's like, and, and so sure enough, all the things Joe said never happened. And everything Joe, I mean, Joe, Joe, boy, Joe had this habit of lying, and he just couldn't help it. He couldn't stop it. I mean, he, he could have, but he never did stop it. And, and he was just this charismatic guy, though. And you want, have you ever seen somebody that was like, you just wanted to believe? Man, have you eaten out of their hand? And you'd know they're a liar. But man, what they were saying was so good, you were just like a little bird, you know. Hand me some more of those seeds. And, and that's, that's how Joe was. And in a negative aspect, that's how the enemy is in our life. I don't know... It, it, it may not be stuff we want to hear, but he'll tell us, he'll, he'll call you things. He'll tell you you're not worthy. He'll tell you you don't amount. He'll tell you you do not matter. He'll, he'll tell you you're insignificant. He'll, he'll tell you all those things. And we, just like Joe, there's something, we believe some of it, and we just sit there and eat out of his hand that seed that he's given us. And that seed that he's given us, he's planting something in our spirit that's going to sprout into something bigger than that seed. Because he wants to grow those weeds in our life. He wants to grow those weeds in our life. And if we'll take that and we'll receive that and we'll listen to that, then pain and hurt and things in life will water that. And when it's watered, what's going to happen? It's going to grow up in our life. John 8, Jesus says it like this. You are of your father, the devil. And the lust of your father, you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. There is no truth. He can't tell the truth. So to speak. And there's no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. So, so there Jesus clears it up. 
The devil is a liar and he's the father of a lie. But all these lies we've allowed him to plant in our spirit. And we have eaten the seed of his lies. And we don't realize that those things have gotten inside of our heart and they began to take root to where they've grown into something else. Why? Because we believed him because he was a liar. You want me to tell you how you know the devil is lying to you? Do you want to know how, how you know the devil's lying to you? If you hear him talking, he's lying. He's lying. And you know he's lying to you. And, and, but it sounds good. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. He said that. I, 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 that sounds right. He whispers in your ear, Andrew said this about you. And Andrew didn't say that about you. But, but to you, man, you just eat it up. But, because sometimes we've already eaten that seed a little bit and it's starting to grow and we need it to be watered. And Andrew didn't ever say anything. But we're listening to Joe. That's what she called him. Or we're listening to Joe's father. The father of all lies. He wants to tell you you can't. He wants to tell you you're not able. He wants to tell you you're not worthy. He wants to tell you delay, delay, delay. Push it off. Don't serve God today. Don't serve God right now. There's too many things you'll miss. There's too many things you'll miss. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I missed. You know, I don't know what I missed out on. I won't even say some of the things I missed out on. But I, I missed out on addiction. I missed out on alcoholism. I missed out on ruining my liver. I missed out on ruining all kinds of other things in my body. That's what I missed out on. And, and, and the liar's going to tell me I'm missing out on something. No, 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 no. He's the liar and the father of all lies. The book of Revelations is not here to condemn you as a saint of God. It is here to lift you up. It is here to build you up. It is here to strengthen and establish you in your faith. It is here to tell you who you really are and who your enemy really is. Hallelujah. And what he says is that he has made you kings and priests unto God and his Father. So every time he starts talking to you, you need to look back at him straight in the face and you need to let him know do you know who I am you see I am somebody you can't be I, I have been called by the king I am not that nobody that you spoke about I am not that one that you said is not worthy I am not what the revelation says is that I am a king and a priest and that's something you can't be that's something you can't be because you'll never be to God. And God has called me to be that because the book of Revelation chapter 1 tells me that I am a king and a oh, somebody just stand and give me a Got them right here. 
He's made you kings and priests. And, and, and he's, he's called you into a greater calling. You don't have anything to fear. Because God has called you. And if he has called you, he's going to bring you to him again. Verse 7 says, Behold, he cometh with clouds. And every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him. And all the kindreds of the earth shall well because of him. Even so, amen. So he's made us. It says he's made us kings and priests. Praise God. That's powerful. You need to research what that means. You are a king and a priest. And behold, he comes with clouds. I said it last week. Salvation is the ticket. Get ready for the trip. Salvation is the ticket. Get ready for the trip. Just because you got the ticket doesn't mean you're on the boat. Does that make sense? Just because you paid $449 to Carnival Cruise Line to get on such and such a cruise that's leaving on June 4th and sailing to Nassau and then to Grand Bahamas and back to Miami, just because you got that ticket doesn't mean you're on the trip. You got to show up. You got to have your bags packed. You, you got to have your stuff ready. I guess you don't have to, but if you don't have a toothbrush and toothpaste by about day two, all that stuff you've been eating and those onions, they're going to... It, it, it says he's going to come back with clouds. Somebody say that with me. Salvation is the ticket. It's the best ticket you can buy. Amen. It was paid for with his blood. But you need to get ready for the trip. Second Corinthians 6 says, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with darkness? This is how you're living. It's describing how maybe you used to live. And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. Right here. And he has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will become their God and they shall be my people. Do you ever think of it like that? It's called you to be a king and a priest. And you are the temple of God. Which means your body houses the spirit of God. And if that is the case, do you ever think about whatever you're putting in or on that body? You're putting in or on the Spirit of God. And, and, and that's, that's pretty powerful. I, I'm going to be honest, after my heart attack, I, I did a much better diet. And I ate really good for about four months. Really good. And then, I mean... Can't always live like that, right? <laughs> and I went to the Mexican restaurant one night, and they brought out this something slathered with cheese, and I started eating that, and oh, it was good. And then I moved that meat back from the plate a little bit, and I looked down there, and it was bubbling down there. 
Y'all know what I'm talking about bubbling. That, that grease was just underneath all that meat. Oh, man, it, it tasted so, so good. But I, I got convicted there. I didn't hardly eat any more of it. She's like, you want it to go play? No, I'm good. Thank you. Because I'm already convicted about what I'm eating. That, that's me. You know, I've been through a heart scare, all of those things. So come out from among them sin, carnality, and be separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean, and I will receive you, and I'll be a father unto you. And you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Have you seen this? He's already calling us kings and priests. He's calling us sons and daughters. God loves you. And, and, and we keep listening to the enemy that wants to push us away from the presence of God and tell us that we don't matter and that we don't count. And God, through his word, keeps coming and saying, you are a king and a priest. You are a son and a daughter. When the enemy starts lying to you like, like Job, you need to tell him he's a liar and the father of all lies that you're not listening to him anymore. Hallelujah. Because God has called you. Somebody say, God has called. John 6, 44. No man can come to me except the father which sent me draw him. And I will raise him up at the last day. How many ever felt the call of God? I'm not talking about the call to preach. I'm talking about the drawing of God. The, the pull of God. The tug of God. The, you know, there's something different. God is drawing me. And God is pulling me. And God is tugging me. You, you, we can't come to God unless God does that. We, we, won't be, we won't come to Him unless He draws us. And he only draws us because he loves us and he cares about us and he, he cares for us and because he has a future designed that you are a king and a priest and he calls you because you are his son and his daughter. He drew me. He drew me. He, even, though, even though I read from him like Jonah read. Even though I denied him worse than Peter denied him. And even though I doubted him a lot more than Thomas doubted him. He still drew me. He still drew me. He still pulled me. He still tugged on me into his love. Into his plan. Into his family. And into his purpose. He drew me to save me. To fill me. But not only that. After he draws you, it says, and I will raise him up at the last day, John 44. He drew me to raise me up. He drew me to raise me up. He drew you to raise you up. And if we look in verse 7, another comforting, strengthening verse. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. He cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. John 6, 44, No man come to me except the Father which hath sent him, draw him, and I will raise him up in that last day. This that John 6 and 44 is talking about 
that last day that he's going to raise them up. Is this the Revelations 1 is speaking about in 7 and says, Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. This is that day that he's going to raise us up. I want to be part of that number. How about you? I, want to, I, I don't want to listen to the enemy. I, I, I don't want to, to hear him when he tells me I'm not going to amount to anything. I don't matter. I'm, I, I'm in substantial, in sequential, uh, and, and all of those other things that he's told us that we are. I don't want to listen to him when he tells me you can wait another 10 years. I, I, want, I want to come to him now. I want to serve him now. Can we stand and let's lift our hands up and let's call on the name of Jesus right now. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Let's just lift our hands all over this building. God, we worship you. We love you. God, we thank you and we magnify you. We exalt you and we lift you all over this place. I believe that the call of God is in this place today. And I believe that the Lord is drawing some, that He is drawing you to a closer walk with Him and to be closer to Him. And I want to open up these altars for just a moment and ask if, if there's anybody that wants to come for a moment and pray. Is there anyone that wants to come and, and seek after the Lord for just a moment? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord of glory is in this place. The presence of God is here. Oh, hallelujah. I want to invite you to come right now. Talk to the Lord. I believe He's drawing somebody. I believe He's drawing somebody.
being here on this Sunday, Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day once again to all the moms here. And we commend you and thank you. And God bless you. May you have an awesome, wonderful week. And we will see you hopefully on Tuesday or either Sunday today, our next Mother's Day service, or we'll see you next Sunday at 9.30. God bless you in Jesus' name. You can be dismissed. Thank you for being here today.